I don't know if he likes us per se, but he seems <laughs> to have resigned himself to the fact that we are friendly towards we him and his... there's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> we are just forever his mentions pests. Um, so Greg Minute for this week, <laughs> he, a while ago he hurt his knee and uh, he was doing popping dogs and talking hogs and uh, Chuck Taylor just pulls this bag out of his pocket and just goes, look at this man's life. This is his wallet. And it's a plastic Ziploc bag no! with like change in it. And it's just like, dude, you used to have everything and now you your shitty knee and your plastic bag wallet. And he was just like, I left my wallet in New York. Like, sorry. I knew guys who had plastic bags as wallets. Yeah. It's a nightmare to look at because like just a, not even like a that's like, less refined than a toiletry bag it's and it's not even like a sandwich bag it was like a gallon ziploc bag <laughs> that was just like shoved into a cargo pant pocket just <laughs> greg come on man Hey everybody, welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explain wrestling to new wrestling fan, my co-host Rachel Millman. Hi, how are hey, you? Hey man, I'm we have, good. We have no guests today. No guests. This is a big uh, return to form for us. We've had two guest episodes. That's the exact turn of phrase I was going to use, it's a return <laughs> to form, but it feels good. It it's does. Like, it's like resetting the franchise. Exactly. Do I sound egotistical? Back yes. to basics. Back to basics. Got it. Just what the people came for. The Just people us. came for Christina Aguilera's third album, and we're here to give it. Exactly. Yes. That's us. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. I'm a little sick, so I apologize if I'm sniffling into the microphone. Um, I've been sick fucking constantly this winter and I'm very pissed off about it. You got sick more than me, the person who who had mumps. <laughs> <laughs> they uh yeah the person who had mumps they still never gave like a definitive answer to that which yeah you cool. might have had mumps we don't know it's yeah like i still don't know they called and they were like oh yeah we don't know because it took like a week i was in quarantine it sucked anyway we're off that that's old news today we're here to talk about um, we're trying to time this episode. We're here to talk about uh, AJ Styles and Nakamura. Yeah, so this episode um, should be coming out right before WrestleMania. This should be our mm-hmm. ep- the most recent one before uh, the big day. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, one of the set matches for WrestleMania, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which um, has kind of an interesting history to it because these two... Um, now main eventing WrestleMania were the main event in New Japan Pro Wrestling three years ago. So it kind of speaks to everybody's sort of joke about how like New Japan is the best and kind of ahead of its time. And then WWE just kind of gets like, oh, if you want to see what's going to happen in WWE in three years, just watch New Japan. Is that a running joke? Kind of. (laughs) Because I was going to ask, like, is three years kind of a meteoric rise or is that about right for people who get signed? Uh, Well, it depends. It depends. It's interesting because a lot of the time um, when new people get signed now, they go to NXT, which is the developmental branch of WWE. Mm, okay. Um, and then they work in NXT, which is sort of like the minor leagues a little bit. Like, yeah. it's not the main roster. It's newer people. The Staten Island Yankees. Exactly. The Staten <laughs> Island Yankees, uh, the Pawtucket Red Sox, that kind of shit. Um, but, that, but AJ Styles, when he went to 
WWE, he uh, debuted on the main roster already. Oh, that's so cool. yeah, so he like kind of was a big enough deal. Shinsuke went to NXT, so he went through NXT. He didn't stay there super long, but he he was. Um, in that developmental place for a while before coming. So okay, cool. Yeah. I um, where I'm excited about this episode because if you uh, it, in like our first or second episode, we talk about the Rumble and we talk about how much I loved Nakamura. Instantly, he was just such a dynamic performer. I immediately was drawn to him. That the Rumble is a big part of why this WrestleMania match is happening. That's AJ has been the cha- the SmackDown champion for yeah. a really long time. Uh, he is known. He refers to himself as the face that runs the place. That's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's like Mr. SmackDown, and uh, you win the Rumble, you get to choose which champion. Yeah. You want to uh, you want to go against, and uh, Shinsuke chose AJ, and that's what everybody was hoping for because their match at Wrestle Kingdom 9 a few years ago was considered both of them sort of the peak of their yeah uh, of their abilities and and the it, you know it's it's known as being like a really incredible match it so. really is just like so incredible i mean so the first thing kath had me watch was uh aj versus kota abuchi right so so the matches I gave Rachel for this, um, I gave her an AJ versus Kota Ibushi match and a Nakamura versus Kota Ibushi match for a few reasons. Number one, I knew Rachel already liked Kota Ibushi. She was already familiar with him. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Big Kota fan. I love Kota. Who, who doesn't? He's the best. Find me the contrarian so committed to their craft that they don't like Kota Ibushi. He, it's impossible. Like... And you, you cannot argue that he is not an incredible wrestler. Like, he is just so fucking good. I mean, we're saying that with naivete. This is, like, so much piss we're putting into the wind right now. Because I'm <laughs> sure there's, like, a ton of people who feel that way. But No, I, I don't... I would challenge... I don't think there they're are. They're not real. <laughs> they don't exist to me. My head is in the sand. Uh, but, yeah, so the, we, we watched um, AJ Styles versus Kota Bushi at Invasion Attack 2015. And then we watched uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kota Bushi at Wrestle Kingdom 9. So um, I think I mistakenly said that AJ versus Shinsuke was Wrestle Kingdom 9. It was actually Wrestle Kingdom 10. Anyway. um, Yeah. So AJ, this is Rachel's first time, I think, really watching AJ. Have you seen him really before? The the closest I had come to this is, so the the AJ versus Kota match was really fun because I had already seen the end of it for a Golden Lovers episode. Right. Yes. This is known uh, as the legendary match where uh, Kenny Omega comes up on the apron, distracts Ibushi, and then AJ Styles reverses the Phoenix Splash into a Styles Clash, which is crazy. Yeah. And then wins. I um, I really enjoyed that match for a lot of reasons. For one of the first big things for me to take away, the takeaway from it as a full match and not just individual moments of like the, I had both, but was that it's very it's. <laughs> Like any movie or TV show you watch that centers around one event, there's all these splintered storylines. And Mm -hmm. I'm learning more and more and more about each storyline. So, but because I learned about this match through the lens of Kota and Kenny, the first time I watched it, all I did was watch Kota and Kenny. And I was like, wait, (laughs) I'm focusing on the two exact wrong things here. And I have to go back. And, but just like, I'm such a mark. (laughs) It's really incredible. Like, I really. I'm really impressed by how much you trust me to give me two matches with Kota and not just have me just like turn into a fangirl. I love him. He's so cool. He's Um, so good. And I think that that speaks to how 
it speaks to what a fully committed performer Kenny is that like you can watch this match and you can see him on the apron the whole time and he is in character the whole time he is you know he know he's not really stealing the spotlight or anything because it's an incredible match on its own but if that's what you're watching for he's doing it you know he's delivering he always delivers a supporting character makes a movie yeah exactly uh and so i mean i was trying to not take too many notes on that and try i actually didn't write them down but they're so prevalent of how just like he's on the match and he has like he's i think he would be a legitimately good actor at this point yeah i think so too uh where he's just just on the edge waiting hesitant like the the sort of it's this perfect balance of like not actually making yourself dead and focusing on your stable member but like the f- like the the added later layer of pretending you're only focusing yes. that does take actual acting work oh yeah it absolutely does take actual chops so it's just it's so much fun uh there's i what i also thought was really cool about it from the and like maybe this is not everyone's experience but this is mine what was very cool about it for me as a match was watching AJ in this match he already this is sort of like a big star maker for him right yeah I mean he was already he was already in Bullet Club deal he's the leader of Bullet Club at this point oh like this but he still has to compete against this overarching storyline that people adore and you know wrestling wrestling is planned we'll say uh wrestling is planned so he knows that this big thing is going to happen with kota and kenny at the end right so there's something legitimately very beautiful to me about the the fact that he knows he's a footnote in someone else's story that's going on right now but he still has to establish himself and that's just interesting to me because he 100% does that. And this is, again, only through my filter of, like, what I know first. Right. And I that's interesting to me because I don't think that that's necessarily what... I think for most people watching it, this, <laughs> people the main event of it was not necessarily Coda and Kenny. True. Like, that story was part of it. And that's definitely, like, a big plot point at the end, the big third act yeah. twist. But AJ Styles is the leader of Bullet Club at this point. Yeah. Kenny Omega is not, uh, he's, you know, he's in Bullet Club, people like him, but he's not uh, the head honcho. He's not the one everybody's paying attention to. So I, I think that in retrospect, this match is really interesting because of that. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily, and, you know, our listeners can tell us what they thought if they watched this at the time. Yeah. It's the I don't hind- know if necessarily that's what people were thinking then. Definitely. It's the hindsight filter yeah. that I'm going through. But what I really enjoyed about it is, like, he, can't, he comes in, he's immediately, like, this troubled, pouting character. And, like, I'm still not entirely unconvinced that his hair is a wig. <laughs> It looks uh, like a wig. It looks like a wig, and we mean that as a compliment. <laughs> like, well, it looks incredibly healthy. It's yeah, some of the healthiest hair in wrestling. There's a lot of damaged dry ends in wrestling. Kenny. Kenny. Sorry. <laughs> get some curl care or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Kenny's I hair. Heard, I've heard Kenny say that um, he has to get his hair products when he goes home to Canada because in Japan like not a lot of people have curly hair so they don't have like good curl care stuff so he's working on it he's working on it I just, but anyway this Kenny going to a beauty supply store like a beauty supply plus <laughs> going to Sally's <laughs> yes um, <laughs> what like uh, what I thought was these are like my my big takeaways on AJ is like he would wear colored contacts if he thought he could get away with it 
<laughs> like and like it's the thing is is that he has beautiful hair and it's a bad haircut it's bad yeah that i definitely had when i was 17 yeah totally it's like it's emo kate goslin yeah it's <laughs> it's a weird choice for him too like because he's like this sort of you know good old southern boy and we were talking about this off mic i think it's really interesting i liked watching this match because i've mostly watched aj in wwe where he has primarily been a face character and when he's been a heel character it's been a very different type of heel character than he is here where he's sort of your i think this is a very established archetype in japanese wrestling is the gaijin heel okay the foreigner who comes in is just like fuck you people fuck your traditions fuck your customs around wrestling i'm the fucking best like i don't give a shit what you people think i'm not learning japanese like all that stuff is like sort of the jericho thing too right yeah it's very it's it's a lot like what jericho did um at wrestle kingdom and yeah it's it's sort of your classic um especially in bullet club which it's weird to say classic bullet club because it's not that old but that's kind of what bullet club was known for yeah is this type of heel and i i think he does it really well and it's interesting though because in wwe when he's a face he's almost the same character it's just read differently because he's in america yeah. so he's like a fucking jingoistic redneck in new japan and he's a heel he's a jingoistic redneck in wwe and he's a face it's uh, very interesting to me you're so smart <laughs> uh but i just the I, th- I he was a lot of fun. I thought I I've said this before. I don't mind when you can see the seams in a wrestling match when you can see somebody put their hand on a leg so they can be lifted when up. When you see the slap of the thigh with the a slap punch of the thigh. Whatever, yeah. I don't mind that. That makes it fun. All of well, because it's all fun. It's all yeah. rooted in fun. Everything, every part of it is fun. Like you don't mind seeing the magician's tricks. But what I think is very, very cool about AJ Styles as a wrestler is it's seamless. Yeah. You don't see those breaks. I maybe saw in the three matches I watched for this and like the compilations of his finisher. I saw maybe twice where there was like a slight like, okay, I'm going to help you a little bit. He is seamless as a performer. He really like just so impressive because I don't suit. There wasn't as like I it's sort of unfair to compare any other narratives to the Golden Lovers. Right. Because like so far in my tutelage, that is a super strong one. Yeah. And it's obviously my favorite. Um but it's not so to say it's not as strong of a narrative is kind of unfair but it's just like the narrative it's you don't need it because they're such good performers well there are a lot of ways there are a couple ways for wrestling to seem real um one of the ways is what we've talked about on our evolve episode where you have people who are trained in real fighting and they bring those skills to wrestling which is a lot of what uh nakamura does yeah um that's one way for wrestling to seem real is to choreograph it like a real fight which Mm -hmm. means a lot of mat wrestling a lot of holds um a lot of close kind of punches and stuff like that the other way to make it seem real is to 
choreograph it like pro wrestling, but be so good at pro wrestling that you can't see those seams. And that's what AJ Styles does. Yeah, he's just, he's in, he's incredible. He's, uh, and he really can do everything. I mean, he is such a well-rounded performer where he can do those holds. He can do a really cool like arm bar, get Shinsuke's head between his legs. Like we'll, we'll talk about their match later, but he, he can do that. And, and with, um, Ibushi, there's a little bit of that stuff too, because Ibushi is also trained in like MMA stuff. Yeah. He's a, he was a kickboxer, I think. So there's like strikes and punches and everything like that. But AJ can also do amazing aerial stuff. And he's so detail oriented. He's so good at the little things that even though, yeah, this isn't how people would fight, it still looks real because of how good he is at it. Yeah. And one of I sorry I'm talking so much I'm just it's I love okay AJ. I really <laughs> this is for both of our perspectives and I'm on the same page as you he's just really smart about his move set and what he's good at and fortunately he's fucking good at everything <laughs> but the two moves that he has that I really really love I he does a flying uh forearm off the top rope where he jumps off the rope and strikes his opponent with his forearm okay which it's not a flashy move. Most people doing that wouldn't look that cool, but the way that AJ does it, it looks like he is flying. So he has a flying forearm, which I love. And then the other thing he has that I love is the Styles Clash, which I used to not like that much, but the more I think about it, the more I think it is a brilliant finishing move because like Kenny Omega's One, wing, one Winged Angel, which is, and it, it's incredibly distinctive. Um, the Styles Clash is the same. You know when he's setting up for it because he gets the guy upside down um, with his legs kind of over his shoulders and then he gets the guy's arms under his legs and jump. So it's like, you know when it's coming and you know when it's coming, that means like people don't kick out of this. This is a big deal. Yeah. And I think that it's really smart to have a finisher that is not only distinctive in its execution, but in distinctive in its setup, because then you can really bring some drama to it. Cause it's like, Oh, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? As opposed to like it being a super quick setup and then it either happens or it doesn't, you know, I think that circles back to what we were just saying too, in terms of that is a hard move to act out physically in terms of like, cause the other person knows it's coming and knows they have to lean into it. You lean into your car crash. This yeah. is a car crash that's happening to you. But it says, again, it says so much of both AJ and Kota as performers that they leaned into it and it didn't there was no part of it that felt like him that felt like us being like okay yeah Kota's putting his arm behind his calf yeah he's kicking it in there he's fighting against it the whole time it at no point looks like they are cooperating yes yeah (laughs) even though they are oh yeah Uh, so that was that was so excellent to me I it was also the beats of it were timed really well because sometimes you're at a point in a match where you're just like oh my god just end because you're all in pain and they they didn't have that as much they just they just keep going because they're workhorses right so they it's just it's structured so well with the beats of every single spot that they're going to do mm-hmm. which I again like I the more I know the more I notice this and it's it's more fun for me yeah at this point 
Uh, and just like there was a there's a point I screenshotted and tweeted from the account and it's going to be a couple weeks old by the time this comes out of like Kenny waiting in the background faded out like a like a Walmart photo of a couple <laughs> or like a dog that is like not well for I guess the golden lovers the dog isn't dead but like the dog is in a coma behind Kota just like waiting sad and upset <laughs> but it was it was it was great I really love that AJ has a tattoo of his own initials yeah yeah so uh sadly i already revealed this to uh rachel but i feel like aj stops seeming like such an incredible superhero when you find out his name is alan jones which is like he's just some fucking redneck from georgia uh, alan is like a pretty redneck name it's not the most redneck it's up there though. Yeah. i also thought because i saw the big aj on his side and i saw dates tattooed below it and i didn't bother to figure out what they were I legitimately assumed that they were dates of matches that he had won. They're the <laughs> birth dates of his children. Yeah. And all his children, I believe, are their initials are AJ. So it's like a little less weird, but it's still like you got your initials tattooed on you, you dumbass. Like, that's really dumb. I just like that he's a Kardashian. He has yeah. Kardashian brand synchronicity, and I really, really appreciate it. I do think it's really sweet when wrestlers name their kid uh, some variation of their ring name. Like you're part of my fantasy. Yeah, like uh Dusty Rhodes did that. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes' name is Virgil Runnels and he <laughs> named his kid uh Dustin Runnels. <laughs> another I don't know why I'm hiding my laugh. It's so funny. <laughs> another, Virgil Reynolds. Another very southern name, Virgil Reynolds. So yeah, and then uh Kevin Owens has a son named Owen. Like That's cute. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It also shows like it shows like I love you as much as I love my craft that's ultimately going to destroy me yeah 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 that's beautiful (laughs) because your children also destroy you because that's what they're meant to do (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I the the other note some notes that I took were like 2028 knife pervert apprentice because the knife pervert makes a little appearance on the side when I there's a couple guys there's juice Robinson is is there uh with the dreadlocks that's juice and then yeah the knife pervert is a young lion so that's one some of the fun of watching these old New Japan matches is all those guys are in training so yeah it's it's future New Japan roster members who are in training who are around the ring and you can kind of yeah it just it looks like you know it looks like I don't want to say Anakin Skywalker because he sucks but like if Anakin Skywalker didn't suck that was how I felt about like <laughs> like little you're gonna become pervert. the Darth Vader knife pervert <laughs> the Darth, yeah you're gonna become the knife pervert and you're just like a kid watching cars race right now or whatever the fuck Phantom Menace is about it's the only one I saw the prequels uh, <laughs> you didn't miss much you didn't miss much I know I know and then somebody's gonna write it and be like uh actually uh the costumes were great to me too because whether there was really good synchronicity because AJ is all in black and there's more of the black and like Kota's wearing the white and blue and he's a little paler so to see that sort of I guess yin and yang is probably the easiest way to boil it down of how they were working together and like I liked I I just the amount of flips that they were doing were so great I just it's a good match it's yeah. a really fun match well I, the other reason I think I touched on this a little bit but like the other reason I gave you two Kota Bushi matches is because I feel like he's so good he basically just makes everybody have the best match of their life like he just this is recording a little bit later but um we're recording this uh the day after all the first round of the new japan cup stuff ended and there was a kota bushi yoshihashi match 
last night and like Yoshihashi I don't I don't really care about him I don't really have any opinion on him but this match made me love him because Kota Bushi is so good god he makes everyone better he really does he makes everybody better and he's such an incredible athlete that like somebody like AJ going against him it's two people who are just so intellectually smart about what they're doing physically but also just have such a natural ability for it and it's like it's such a match made in heaven and uh, I think it was great I liked it yeah I there's (laughs) just something really amazing to watch and we've 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 touched on this before and you touched on this slightly in your article about working out for Deadspin which again is gonna this is gonna be a couple weeks after that came out about watching somebody have such full and beautiful control of their body yeah in a way that you that you don't expect out of anybody but especially this guy who's so yoked by all of his muscles yeah uh which is it gets that's just just incredible to watch and like my final note from this match was wrestling is anime yoga yeah uh which take that for what you will <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the second match you had me watch was age was nakamura versus abuji yeah which is like Again, this is the very, the sliver of what I know. These are the consummates. These are the amazing. Yeah. And I think, um, cause you were saying like, this is a big, uh, match for AJ, this Abushi AJ match. And it is, but, uh, this Nakamura Kota match is also a big deal. Cause Nakamura is the title holder at this point. Ooh. I believe. Right. And they, very, they, I, think yes I think so and they very much lean into it because I guess the sort of narrative they set up is like the king versus the brat knight because he's in the crown I was laughing so hard yeah so tell our listeners describe the entrance for our listeners the entrance is he's literally wearing a crown and a cape it was the king of strong style Mm -hmm. he comes in it's immediately tells you like Kota is Robin Hood but Robin Hood is in a lot of peril right now <laughs> because he's fighting the king. And it, that 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 narrative line stays through so thoroughly through that entire match where he just comes out. He's this like evil king. He's like slowly unzipping his weird corset. Yeah. So that is I know he's the title holder in this one because he comes out and he's covered from head to toe. Um, with this cape and then when he gets near the ring he finally unveils and he's wearing the title yeah it's it's pretty dope he's just he's got such good theatrics like I have to say this is uh, uh, somebody might construe this as an insult towards him but it's not like Nakamura is truly what Quentin Tarantino thinks and wishes he is and that is not a dig on Nakamura by comparing him to Tarantino at all it's just he's so cool he's so weird he's cool in the Quentin Tarantino mold of coolness he just he reminds me so much of dangerous era Michael Jackson oh yeah yeah and like he has the redness of the thriller suit which is an easier one to do but it's way more dangerous because he had all like the weird epaulets and the face coverings and all that at that point that's in the Nakamura AJ match he has the epaulets I just think he carries that all the way through in all of his performances of just kind of like he's this like I guess the best way to put it is dangerous is when Michael Jackson really started to verge on like whoa this guy is fucking weird yeah yeah yeah. um and he is always dancing on the line of like how weird do you want me to get yeah and i think that's like something that's interesting about nakamura is i feel like he combines two things in wrestling that are not normally combined i think they are both common in wrestling but not together which is he is um 
his offense is based mostly in strikes, like the shoot fighting style, you know, uh, he's a lot of knees, a lot of yeah. elbows. And so he has that, but that, which is not traditionally like the most theatrical form of wrestling, but then his character is so theatrical and is playing all these mind games and is like, you know, he just has these weird, like we were talking about the, the good vibrations where he puts his foot is on it, the guy's head in the corner and then he like wiggles around. Is and, it legitimately called that? It's called, yeah, it's called good vibrations. Oh, God, I'm so glad he's a Beach Boys fan. Yeah. Um. He's, so like, it's an interesting mix of these two things that don't, I feel like when I think of like these crazy sort of eccentric flamboyant wrestlers, usually they wrestle flamboyantly and Nakamura doesn't really. He, he incorporates that flamboyance into him sort of fucking with people, but he doesn't wrestle. Like he's not doing a lot of flips or everything. It's just, he's fucking fucking you up with his knees and his elbows. Yeah. And I really like the beginning of this match, the Nakamura Abushi match, mm-hmm. where Nakamura's almost mocking Abushi. Like, and I think it goes to your king versus knight thing. Absolutely, it's really fun. Like, he just is kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, like, there's a couple sp- uh, point spots in that match where he lets him go just to laugh at him. Like, he's taunting him the whole time. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's it's a joust basically. Yeah, it's very much a joust. And like, I, Kota, I think. I don't say this negatively. He clearly gets off on the audience loving him. Oh, yeah. He 100%. All wrestlers do. All wrestlers get off on it. He's extremely getting off on it <laughs> in this match. Because up until this point, I had never seen... I had only seen Nakamura as a face. I hadn't seen him as a heel. And he's just... Ugh. <laughs> he's such a good heel. Oh, my God. He's, he's just so good at playing like this dark, weird asshole it's interesting too because we watched all of these matches without english commentary right i didn't give you the english no, commentary. you didn't give me any english commentary so and it says a lot of them as performers that i still get that narrative without it yeah and i think that that particularly with shinsuke because he doesn't in any of the stuff we've watched he doesn't speak english he speaks a little bit of english in wwe but it's it's really not that much his promos are very short and I think it's really cool that his character has so much depth, mm-hmm. even without doing vocal promos that we can understand. He's doing promos in Japanese, and I'm sure it adds to his character a lot for people who speak Japanese. But even us as English fans without English commentary understand his attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just all the little notes to, to, because our, we're just going to say that every single performer we're talking about in this is insanely detail oriented. AJ is detail oriented. Kota is detail oriented. The details of Nakamura are down to like the weird little red armband. Uh, his mouth guards are either make him look like his mouth is filled with blood or he's like been brushing with charcoal, which is like a terrifying, gross thing to look at. He even uses the, the, the one head, side of the head shave to still do some work and add some drama yeah he flips his hair around his hair his hair work is great (laughs) i I like his mouth guard a lot i i think that he has such an expressive face and his mouth guard makes his face look like a mask almost yeah like it because it makes it look like the mouth is open like a comedy tragedy mask and he's making these like whether he's in pain or he's taunting or whatever. He's frustrated. He wants the match to be over so he can have his title. Yeah. Like when I say AJ is a detail oriented performer, I'm mostly talking about his attention to detail in executing his moves. Mm -hmm. Shinsuke is a very detail oriented performer in his 
emotional performance of wrestling. And they match so well in that regard. It's a really cool mix because like like we said, when these guys fight, it looks real. Yeah. And that is a kind of a rare thing for the way that they're fighting to me. You know, there are other wrestlers where that make it look real, but very few wrestlers can make it look real doing like four fifties and stuff. Yeah. This match to me, the Nakamura Ibushi match, I found almost difficult to watch because of how brutal it was. Ibushi, I said this the other day, but like, it seems like he loves hurting his neck, right? Oh, he's, like, a, he's <laughs> medically obsessed with hurting his neck. He will like take neck bumps when he doesn't even need to. And he does that a lot in this match, but also just the amount of fucking strikes to his head. <laughs> what? Like, it was hard for me to watch because it's just... That's why he doesn't Shinsuke has that books. crazy running knee, the Bamoye knee, where he yeah. runs and he just strikes his opponent in the head. And it's like you can't really work that you have to kind of get hit in the head (laughs) you have like nine brain cells coda yeah oh my god yeah it's it's why he doesn't trust books (laughs) books tell you not to get hit in the head and that's against his dogma yeah apparently (laughs) so this was just really brutal yeah but it's fun it's not there's brutal matches you've had me watch where i've been like i don't like this this is upsetting to me and this one's brutal but i don't want to take my eyes away from it this match felt brutal to me in the way that i feel like uh watching ufc is brutal for me to watch where i hate ufc i can't setting it's and this is like a very stylized version of that obviously because they're like doing wrestling moves and you know but it felt that way to me where i was just like i can see the concussions happening and i (laughs) don't enjoy it there's so many i do enjoy it obviously but i am also like ah coach said i got 12 more concussions i don't know i (laughs) apparently i'm in the mood to talk about not another teen movie uh because that's one of the funniest lines from that um (laughs) but the, the the entire match is like it's just it's a taunt it's a back and forth it's a tease but they balance again it's balanced so well and yeah. like and like you don't want him to win and he wins and it's just it rocks. Yeah. It's so cool. What actually we didn't focus as much on what is does he have a big finisher, Nakamura? Nakamura, it's the Bamoyeni, the big running. Yes, knee, yes. Which okay. in a lot of these matches he does it more than once. So it's not like a one winged angel or a styles okay. clash where like he hits it once and it's over. But that's because his offense is so strike based. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of his big finisher. Is and that that's like you down. Over the yeah. And also like, because these matches are against people who are really built up in the company to be really strong, like a lesser opponent probably wouldn't kick out, but these guys kick out a few yeah. times, you know? So yeah, I, I, that, and that move is like, a recent one at this point in time like that is a newer thing for him that okay he does that so um yeah it looks really fucking gnarly and i was saying this on twitter the other day i feel like there's been a resurgence in people using a running knee as a finisher lately um and i think this is sort of the start of that trend is him and then like kenny omega and kota Bushi now have a knee Kenny has had the V trigger for a few years and I feel like a lot of people have been like copying that like Seth Rollins was doing a knee for a while like it's it's hard to make look really good and 
Shinsuke makes it look really, really good. Um, yeah, it's brutal. I would not want to do that. He also did a promo in WWE recently where he was talking about who he was going to fight and promoing this like AJ match where he's just naming all his opponents and then going knee to the face. <laughs> Really good. It's like he's, Sammy Zane, knee to the face. He's so cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. I want to know what weird like rockabilly music he listens to because he's the most rockabilly thing I've ever seen. That's interesting because I don't think he listens to rockabilly. You know what he's really into? He's a surfer. He's like a really oh, yeah, accomplished surfer. Yeah. I don't know. Rockabilly has roots in surfer That's rock. That's true. I guess you could go like social distortion is kind of like I see surf. him listening to like the weird surf rock that my uncle listens to. God, like, he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> he's absolutely the coolest. I and it's so funny because like AJ is kind of a cornball, I think. Like AJ's so not oh, cool. AJ's so mall. I can imagine him with like red contacts. Like I can totally oh, see that. I wouldn't be surprised if he wears the blue contacts to enhance the blue. But you think somebody, he wears color contacts? No, I think he wants to, but somebody made fun of him for it. <laughs> and he, <laughs> his character building is really funny because he definitely wants to sort of be like black, like skull and bones, like old Yale, bad, dirty sorority. Really? Or fraternity. Wow, sorority. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I see that's a lot of like secret society sort of stuff with him. Okay. I don't I don't see that. So that's interesting. But I just, well, I think it's the hood. I think it's the black hood. Mm-hmm. I think if he, he still keeps, he still has the hood in WWE. Still has so. the hood. I'm surprised he doesn't do more candles with the hood. <laughs> like I could see him doing a lot of candles. Uh, he's fun. He's a fun character. I am. Um, so well, yeah, he's from so, Georgia, right? Or where he's just, his name is Alan. He's so from he, Georgia. He's from Georgia. Yeah. He's so Georgian. Well, he has in WWE, he has one of my favorite entrance themes in WWE. Go on. Uh, it's like a Southern, like Southern hip hop from like the mid 2000s kind of beat. Oh, good. And I uh, love it already. It's cl- it's clearly like uh I'm, I'm, what is that? It's like Bubba Sparks-ish. Do you remember oh, Bubba Sparks? Oh, like, oh, I remember Bubba Sparks. Yeah, so it's kind of Bubba Sparks-ish, and it's this guy, and it starts, he goes, just a southern boy with the farmer's strength, <laughs> which is, like, great. <laughs> and then the chorus is just, they don't want none. Nope, they don't want none. Nope, it's so good. So the last match that we watched, um, that we watched together, was this preview for WrestleMania, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom 10. This was AJ's last big match in New Japan. I think he did New Year's Dash the next day, but this was right before he signed with WWE. So this was like his last, his sort of farewell Aww, performance. But you didn't know it was a farewell. Or were there Not at the time. Up? Or I th- anything? I think there were probably rumors, but he announced it like hours after this match that oh, he had signed cool. with WWE. The, he comes in in all white. He's got that face mask on too. Mm-hmm. It's a very much more dramatic entrance into the ring prior to, and then Nakamura has his entrance, which is always like the most fun. Yeah. In the promo, that he's on the couch and stuff and everything. I think it's really interesting that of the th- of the two Nakamura matches we've watched, he has very different outfits on in both, but they both kind of communicate the same thing. Like in the Kota Shinsuke match he comes out with the crown and the cape the crown I love the crown 
I'm never gonna not love the crown because it also looks inflatable. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's very silly. Um, but yeah, and then in this one, he comes in with the big epaulets. Yeah, um, the Michael Jackson dangerous epaulets, mm-hmm. and this like awesome, oh, kind of like Sergeant Peppery. Yeah, uh, jacket. Um, but still, yeah, just total fucking rock star. Um, he does his cool pose on the ring where he like hangs on to the rope and like sort of drapes himself oh, backwards. drapes and everything too. <laughs> I also, I didn't, I forgot to mention this earlier. I love the way they use the ropes. It's incredibly impressive to me the way that all of these performers, not just a single one managed to balance and do the jump from the rope. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so much calf muscle. That's yeah. so much thigh muscle. <laughs> and I, I think, again, we were talking about how well-rounded AJ is. I feel like you see that here because he is fighting Shinsuke, who's much more, like, you know, punching you and shit. Yeah. And... AJ manages to do some really cool aerial stuff like he has that amazing flying forearm which I love um and then he also does a 450 which is crazy so a 450 is uh you jump off and you do one and a half rotations onto your opponent it's fucking really hard to do and it's basically like a double axle yeah it's well it's like Usually people who do that are high flyers, people who are known for being, having a mostly aerial move set. And they're usually a little tinier, right? Like Lucha guys. Like yeah. Lucha guys. And AJ is a big dude. He's not, he's actually, I was going to say this when we were talking about how you were like, oh, he was born not in the body that he wants to be. <laughs> uh, I, and I and think, then steroids. <laughs> well, I think the thing that sort of makes him almost unlikely as a WWE champion is that he's not that big. How tall he's, is he? He's like 5'11", I think. He's just thick. He's curvy. He's pretty thick, but... He's got a butt. Even then, he's not like... He's not... He's, I think, average for New Japan, very small for WWE, for a champion. That's... I guess because I've been watching only New Japan stuff and I haven't seen him against uh, WWE guys, but I just noticed that his legs were so built right away... He's very muscular. Because I also have genetically big legs. And so, so you whatever, felt represented by I, him. <laughs> I wasn't, it's so, it's so parody level to be like, I feel as a white woman, I feel represented <laughs> by this white man's big honker calves. But like, you know, I just like, it's not that I felt, I guess I just, I immediately see it when other people have big legs. Cause I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> my people. My people. Genetically, it's, it's. You can't. You can be that guy in that weird MTV True Life episode who got calf implants. Oh, iconic! Like, I remember that. Oh God, I love that guy. <laughs> I love when he like calls the waitress chunky afterward, and he's walking <laughs> on a cane. Oh my God! There's an amazing moment in that episode, and if this you, is post him getting the implants, this is post him getting the implants. I I believe if you haven't seen this episode, check out the MTV True Life episode from like the late nineties. It's like True Life. I'm getting plastic surgery. Early aughts of the guy who gets calf implants because his calves were too skinny. Yeah, he's like a bodybuilder guy, but he's like, he's, I can't get my calves where I want them. He's like in, incredibly just like almost goals level vain. He's an <laughs> awful person. After the surgery, he gets served by a waitress and turns to the camera is like, she's cute, kind of chunky, but cute. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you guy? And this is before the era of like hyper overproduced reality shows and like you know that like no one prompted that guy to say oh yeah absolutely that he was just like voluntarily horrible all on his own no yeah a dude who gets calf implants 
kind of being shitty. Not crazy surprised not by that. Not the twist of the year. Um. I, I would venture to guess it probably wasn't staged. That guy probably yeah. was a jerk. But it's just, it's still so jarring that he's like, insults this woman who is literally there to serve him as yeah. her job. Yeah. Anyway, to go back, now that I've talked about other reality TV, we can get back to AJ Styles and his big legs. He's got big legs. He's got a butt. He's in great shape, but like he definitely has like a natural thickness to him. Well, he's just not known for being a high flyer. He's not a lucha yeah. guy. He's not like a little flippy dude. But he can do all the stuff that little flippy dudes can do, yeah. which is like crazy. That's just how well-rounded he is. And uh, yeah, this this match is nuts. Uh, it It's considered like really both of them a peak performance for both of them like a top five thing and uh i'm so lucky that i get to watch all of the peak stuff yeah this yeah. is i'm very privileged in this regard because i don't have to sift through the uh they're doing the thing again whatever <laughs> like i get to watch the top and be done with it and be like all of wrestling is good no yeah. one's ever problematic uh, <laughs> but this match is great this match is rough to watch because it's just it goes on and they just they don't hold back no, and they're so blown up and, and exhausted by the end of it that it's like real crazy. There's one spot where they're lying literally parallel next to each other and just gasping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of things in here that are really cool. I think we talked a little bit earlier about the move in the AJ Abushi match where he reverses. Abushi jumps off the top rope. Um, to do a Phoenix splash and AJ catches him and goes right into the Styles Clash, which is like a really cool Ugh. reversal. There's a really cool reversal in this match of Shinsuke, like AJ does some kind of flip or something and Shinsuke flips him over and goes right into an arm bar. He like grabs his arm. Yeah. Do you remember when we were watching that? Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Just the amount the the level of physical awareness you have to have over your body and your opponent's body to be able to do that yeah. is crazy and the amount of trust you have to have because you can break somebody's arm doing that. The day I don't go back to that and marvel at that is the day I'm fully jaded by wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious though just because it's like we always talk it's a ballet it's planned it's synchronized but like it really is just like ultimate and amazing trust in your body and I did just remember uh, a thing I loved about uh, Nakamura's entrance, mm-hmm. which is that he's in that velvet top. Oh, right. Yeah, he's yes. wearing a, no, he's a wearing, deep scoop neck he's burgundy like, velvet top. Really ahead of the game in terms of like the velvet thought style of 2017. It looks like some Fashion Nova shit. It oh, really does. he bought it on misguided.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And like the, thing, the first thing I thought of is... I'm actually not a huge Sex in the City head. I've never watched all of it. I tried to watch all of it in a linear fashion, and I just hated Carrie so much I couldn't do it. Mm, but fair. there's a really uh, great moment in an episode where they go to Atlantic City where Charlotte, the uptight one, decides to get a slutty Miss Atlantic uh, Miss Atlantic City dress, which you can easily Google. It's like a pretty... It's a notable moment in the series because everyone praises the fashion at the time because it was peak fashion, even though it was bad. And it's like an intense intentionally bad awful fashion moment and it looks just like what Shinsuke's it wearing it looks exactly like what he's wearing he is wearing like I'm probably gonna scre- 
screenshot it and side by side it yeah. later just because it's so funny and like the top is somehow so velvet that initially I was like is that foil and you were like <laughs> no it's velvet and then you see the texture of it and like yeah the fact that he carries it off is just oh amazing. yeah he totally owns it oh, it's really God. good like all of those all of those like viral posts of like oh Jackie Chan originated like you know thoughtware <laughs> for now like Nakamura is also just like really solidifying on the it. forefront on the yeah. forefront of thoughtware <laughs> the- like I'm surprised he doesn't have like the weird lace up unitard on in green that every girl has <laughs> including myself which I've never worn he probably has scared. it in his closet yeah you know just you know for off days <laughs> That's yeah. his grocery shopping outfit is a unitard. I bet. I mean, he could. I feel like he could wear anything. He's just so like confident, and charismatic, and uh, cool. He can pull so it off. Cool. I want to see Teen Nakamura before he like inhibited this version of himself. And the way he just carries himself is that he has always been this. Like he was yeah. never an awkward. He just teenager. emerged fully formed. Yeah, he emerged cool and weird and loving surfing. But like you know, one of the things I liked about watching this match with you is. Um, you again going back to like how much we love being marks you were genuinely <laughs> saying the thing that they always say on commentary which always sounds facetious but you were saying it a hundred percent genuinely you were like how did he kick out how did he kick out which is like <laughs> like there's, that's there's, always what they do on commentary and it's always like well they kicked out because it's fake but you were like how did he kick out of that no he just usually, landed on him he just got a knee in the face how did he kick out it was so funny I fucking love being a mark <laughs> uh, I usually I'm not like that with kicking out either usually I'm like alright yeah he's gonna kick out I'm like how the fuck how yeah. the fuck did he kick out this I, is cause it just it it looks like it hurts because it does, but also because they are great actors. I think that um, one of my litmus tests for if a match is good or not is, do I believe the false finishes? Like you can tell sometimes when it's like, uh, you just know sometimes, okay, he's going to kick out. That's not the end. Yeah. That's not the pin attempt. Cause like, yeah. and, this is and where with, it is on the card and we're five minutes in. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's that. And there's also just, um, you know, like with, with AJ styles, it's like, okay, the match isn't going to be over until AJ styles does a styles clash or at least tries a styles clash. Yeah. Like if he hasn't at least attempted it, the match can't be over. And like with Shinsuke, it's like, okay, if, if he hasn't done that knee, the match is not over. And even knowing all of that, all of the false finishes in this work for me. Like the last 10 minutes of this match, which is just a finisher fest, like they're just doing their finishers over and over. Every single time I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is it. Even knowing the outcome, I'm like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. And there's definitely points where I've been watching other matches and I've seen one guy throw the other back into the ring and you see the guy just like pretending he's exhausted and lying there waiting and on them you don't see that like the, the, the you see them waiting there and they even care about the details of being barely even in the shot and laid out and waiting and you believe it you believe that they're done you believe that they're finished instead of being like all right nine eight seven six time to catch this uh they both um are also really really good at kicking out at 2.99999 seconds like they're really good at like waiting until the last possible minute because like you know it's the the thing is you you kick out at two yeah it goes to three you kick out at two but they kick out at like just as close to three as you possibly can and it's exciting every time i was saying this to kath i was like and this is again i love being this much of a i this this is sort of a mark but i'm an anti-mark at the same time where i was talking about like i can't imagine 
rehearsing the 450 splash and like no like how do you rehearse that like you have to know each other's bodies so well you have to know when they're going to kick out you have to know like you have to just like know who they are and know their their body rhythms and it's just we talk about this all the time this intimate knowledge and you were like they don't rehearse that and I was just like what? Yeah, so that, I, and I've talked about this a little on the show, and I think it's something that new wrestling fans and people who don't watch wrestling don't fully grasp, which is, like, yes, AJ Styles has rehearsed a 450 splash. Yeah. He knows how to do that move. They but they gotten don't, together and talked about what's going to happen well, and what the beats are. So it's it's two different things. It's True. AJ, AJ Styles has knows how to do that move because he has practiced doing that move these two guys have talked about the anatomy of their match the sort of the bone structure of it how it's going to go they've they've talked about sort of the plot they have not rehearsed this match they have not (sighs) done these things like it is unlikely I think that AJ Styles has done a 450 splash onto Shinsuke Nakamura before we are seeing AJ Styles do a 450 splash onto Shinsuke Nakamura. So when like people talk about how wrestling is fake and wrestling is rehearsed and everything like that, it is, but it also isn't. And you have to be very, very good at physical improvising and coming up with stuff on the fly because they really don't rehearse in the way that like a play rehearses. It's like BDSM. Like you have your hard nose. Yeah. Soft nose. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like that's, I can't believe I didn't approach that sooner because it seems really <laughs> obvious, but that is sort of like how, you know, responsible BDSM goes is that like you have your hard nose, you talk over, you talk over, here's what you can do. Here's what you should do later. Right. Yeah. Here's they, the no. The, you have to talk about some And wrestling stuff. is all soft nose. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you have to talk about some stuff like obviously no, there are some things where you, you d- wouldn't you know like yeah you would say no to some stuff but yeah um don't kill me well (laughs) it's interesting because like so the styles clash is interesting because it's known for it's not actually that painful to take it's like a very easy bump to take when you're in the styles clash yeah but the thing that's weird about it is that you have to um lean your head back almost which is the opposite of what you have to do in almost every other wrestling move in almost every wrestling move you have to tuck your chin to protect your neck yeah so the styles clash is weird because you have to lean back you have to abandon every instinct right and like especially you have to abandon every instinct you have from wrestling training which is tuck your chin tuck your chin tuck your chin yeah so it's that has to you have to have a lot of communication with your partner to do that. Yeah. Um, and there's a famous clip of AJ basically saving this dude's life in um, WWE. This guy, James Ellsworth, he puts him in the styles clash and James Ellsworth tucks his chin because that's what you do. And thankfully AJ, again, just being so good at his job, realized what's happening and switches the position of his legs at the last second so that this guy doesn't break his neck. So he, could, so he has to like, because we already noted AJ's bend for one of his holds, so he has to do that mid-air? No, he doesn't bend back. He, he just... Um, so you know when he's doing the Styles Clash, and he basically just... He gets the guy in the position, and then he just jumps forward? Yeah. So he has to... He's jumping forward, but he has to stick his leg out at the last minute to have his leg take all the impact instead of the guy's neck. Oh, my God. And it's God. like he has to make that adjustment in air on the fly... And then he immediately, you see him get up. He checks to make sure the guy's okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, 
just you have to be so smart about that stuff and it's like this that is- finisher could be very very risky for a less responsible and capable wrestler to perform because if somebody's doing it wrong they could die so this again speaking to just what a fucking prodigy he is like, he's so good yet another reason regular improv is pussy shit <laughs> <laughs> Well, you talked about earlier about um, like this sort of plot line not being as strong. You know, they're not being as like developed a story as like with the Golden Lovers. Yeah. But it's like the story is that they're both trying to be the best wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're both so good that that is a compelling enough story. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you verbalized it in that way because that's compelling completely correct of just like you you don't well I'm saying is that you don't need and I'm not saying that Kota and Kenny aren't amazing wrestlers oh no they're incredible obviously but they're just aided by this storyline and these guys are most just kind of like you challenged me let's fucking go and that's all that they need and I appreciate to bring it back to present day I appreciate that that's basically the story with Wrestlemania too they're not trying to put in too much sort of crazy soap opera plot it's just like no one fucked anyone's wife yeah at at least and I haven't watched the last couple weeks but at least that's been my understanding is just like no Shinsuke wants to be the best this guy's the best he's gonna challenge him and like that's all you need because these guys are so good. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm I super. Think it's going to be sweet. Match. It'll be very interesting to compare with this New Japan match because this New Japan match went what? I don't know, thirty minutes, something it's like a long that. Match. And it's a lot of wrestling, just real wrestling. And in WWE, that doesn't happen all that much. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, especially because it's a WrestleMania match, which a WrestleMania main event tends to go longer than most stuff so yeah hopefully they'll have time um so when this comes out that's going to be three days from now yeah three days from now so we are very excited to watch this three days from now we really are um this is we we are this is not a work (laughs) (laughs) we are not recording this on march 12th we are watching this three days from now very pumped and I think that's our show for this week. I think that's our show. We had a great time making it. Uh, we're, I'm, we're genuinely very excited to watch this match in a few days from when this airs. Um, uh, so to close this episode out, we keep forgetting to say thank you to our producer, Nate. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking assholes. Nate yeah. does like all of the work for this. <laughs> I'm like, Follow him on Twitter at Vrunt. He's very funny. He's a shithead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's Rachel's boyfriend, so she's yeah, allowed to so, say like, that. I'm an especially bad person because I'm not thanking my boyfriend that I live with for this. Uh, we also want to, as always, thank Hunk Tears, our West West Coast producer and researcher. Uh, we want to thank Illy Boshin for making our avatar. If you liked this and want more, you can follow us at WrestleSplania on Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, send in a comment, uh, email us, WrestleSplania at gmail.com, and we will talk to you next time thank you so much yeah thanks guys um be sure to rate review subscribe on itunes that helps us out a lot absolutely and uh with that we'll see you next week everybody bye bye why did i wave
every single wrestler name searches like fucking crazy the, it's, why do that to yourself why i mean like they all just need to be preteen girls online and learn that lesson like very young yeah you're but gonna get bullied <laughs> people ta- don't tag you for a reason yeah it's, yeah i don't know i mean i guess because it's like you're like oh i just want a reaction because in wrestling like all that matters is a reaction it doesn't matter if it's good or bad but it's like yeah but Especially in like indie leagues, like people are going to talk shit about you, like as a person. Yeah. You don't want to see that.